wild space, the penultimate frontier. These are the voyages of the 16 Candlekeeps, our season-long mission to explore subspace systems, to seek out new NPCs and new encounters, to boldly roll where no one has rolled before. Welcome to 16 Candle Keeps, where the 80s pass their death saves. Once again, I am not Steve Archer. In fact, I am Liam Thornton, and I will be your Dungeon Master for Spelljammer Academy. Um, so, hey everyone, how are we? Good. Good? Wonderful. Hello. Um, so what we're going to do is, uh, for first-time viewers and listeners, uh, we are going to go around the table in digital space, and we are just going to introduce ourselves. So if we can start with Steve, please. Hi, I'm Steve Archer. You know me as the DM of the main campaign for 16 Candlekeeps. Also online at St. James Files, where I run another game which I'm just as bad at. But that's me handing back to you. You can find me online at Brown Bear Archer on Twitter. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Um, and then we're going to keep rotating around the clock, so we're going to go to Emma next. Hello, I'm Emma. I am a player on 16 Candle Keeps, obviously, and also a player on the Sedges, which is the one that Steve just mentioned. Wonderful. And last but not least, we have Jade. Hi, yeah. I'm Jade. Um, I'm always a player. I'm never a DM. Um, but I also run the social media for all of 16 Candle Keeps. Um, so if you see random wafflings that's not piratey themed at the moment, that's probably me. Um, and I also have a blog that's been abandoned because I'm awful, uh, called Chaotic Ramblings of Me, which is just perfect. Anyway, that's me. Wonderful. Um, and I guess I will do a bit of an introduction for myself. So I am Liam, uh, sometimes found online as Bingle Bang Bang or the Bingle Bang Bang, where I stream. I do, um, you know, gaming content, board games, trading card games, that sort of thing. And uh, I'm really, really looking forward to DMing for this because I've been looking forward to Spelljammer for a while. Um, so the adventure that we are running is uh, Spelljammer Academy, which was a free adventure given out by D&D Beyond, uh, which is nice. We like free content. Um, and it should get our player characters through from level one to level five. Um, so if we are all ready, uh, shall we begin? Yes. Wonderful. Roll for initiative. Hey, what? Yeah. yeah! Start as we mean to go on. 18. Okay. 23. In 23. Okay. How are we doing over there? Seven. Seven? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the initiative. Um, no, no, there is when that should be plus. Oh, plus four. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. It's going well, it's yes, going well. That was a bad roll. <laughs> hey, at least I'm sticking to my stereotype. Fine. Okay. Fine, so um, we are instantly going to be moving over to our battle map. Oh, God. And then I will talk you through. What's happening? Very stressful already. Yeah, love it. It's great. Um, yeah. So, if we move over to the wonderful Owlbear Rodeo. 
Oh no, this has actual ship terms. We don't do ship terms on this campaign. <laughs> so, you stand on the deck of your spell jamming ship, Moon Raider. Even as explosions obliterate two of its masts and hurl a dozen of your fellow so sailors into wild space, distant stars and wheeling clouds of multicolored gas spin around you as the first pirate galleon slams into Moon Raider's starboard side and a gust of foul wind washes over you as the galleon's air envelope merges with your own. Seconds later, your vessel is boarded by astral reavers, humanoids possessed of strange features waving cruel weapons and unleashing blasts of magic. Captain Sardax lies on the deck nearby, her body ruined by shrapnel. Hold the top deck, she snarls with her dying breath. Grant them no quarter. So. Hello. What are you doing? Um, did I go to the quartermaster before this? <laughs> uh, for all intents and purposes, you have your, let's say, like your standard gear on you. Um, well, I guess, uh, first things first, I'll probably, um, uh, I see danger, I am going to disappear, uh, and I'm going to use my, uh, Furbog magic to you to, to, not Furbog magic, hidden step as a bonus action to turn invisible until the start of my next turn, um, Okay. And, 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 um, and, and then just uh, potentially run to the best place that I would see as cover um, from where our dreaded foe have landed. Yep, no problem. Come on. Gotta be like that. There we go. There's one. Um, okay, so at the end of your turn, uh, you see that two of these, um, strange humanoids, they come down onto the deck of your ship, um, coming down off of their ropes. Uh, one of them has got a goldfish bowl for a hat uh, that contains a floating brain um, and the other one has uh, like an infantile second head that's uh, just shouting and screaming obscenities um, that's just you know it, it looks like it's just a little baby head that's attached on that's just very very foul-mouthed um, so next up we have Celestial Tempest. What do you do? Can I throw my javelin at the one with the goldfish head, please? Uh, you absolutely can. Um, 16. 16. Uh, that is, let me just double check. Yep, that's a, that's a definite hit. Excellent. Um, so damage wise, it's <laughs> only uh, one d6 minus one. Uh, five piercing damage. Okay, so you hit it. Um, whereabouts are you aiming? Um, just uh, sort of center mass torso kind of area. Okay, so um, you throw it. It sticks in, and uh, then you just hear it as the wood just boom, knocks up against the goldfish ball. Um, and it's, it's it's looking quite angry with you. Um, it doesn't have any eyes to be able to have them looking directly at you, but you get the sense that you've drawn its attention. Anything else okay. for you? Um, I will ready my longbow. Okay, absolutely <laughs> fine. put a hand on it ready to get it. Fantastic. And at the end of your turn, let's see what other weirdness we've got. Um, okay, and then we have got... Um, an explosion rocks the ship, so oh each creature on the deck uh, needs to make a DC 10 dexterity saving throw, uh, or you will be knocked prone. Oh my god. Oh my god, 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 the DC 10, DC 10. 
Epic throw. I don't want to. Eleven. Okay. Nine. Oh no, sorry, eleven. I forgot to add my two. Okay, so you're all good then. Um, let's make them for our friends, the Reavers. Uh, the goldfish ball one has perfect balance, and um, uh, the yes. other one is also fine. Um, no. <laughs> so that was completely uneventful. Um, shrapnel kind of <laughs> hits across the deck as you can see that there is just pieces of your ship are splintering off. Um, next up, uh, it is going to be our friends, the Reavers. Um, Jade rolled so bad. <laughs> they are going to move up. Uh, I'm gonna just hop up onto here, um, and then, let's see, this is our goldfish bowl friend, oh. who is going to take aim at you, Celestial Tempest, yes, yes. Uh, with a pistol, is going to shoot at you, Great. rolled a one, <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> Gravity, just messing things. Yeah, science! <laughs> um, it aims at you, it shoots, and the recoil just knocks the uh, pistol back into the goldfish bowl, and um, it's, uh, it just dies. Um, that goldfish bowl shatters, the water just leaks <laughs> out, and the brain just starts flopping around on the deck. Um, next up we have our other one who is going to see this, is going to keep moving forward. And moving through that, it's going to have to just very quickly make a deck save. Absolutely fine to carry on. And again, another pistol drawn, this time aiming at Harumph. Yeah, I'm invisible, he can't see me. Oh yeah, of course you are invisible. Uh, so um, it would be the only target who's attacked so far, so back at you, Celestial. Uh, but only gets a okay. 10. I'm assuming that yeah, doesn't that, work. That's just not a hit, though. There we go. So you are good. Yay! And then we have got a name I've been dreading saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah! That was pretty decent. That was pretty good. Thanks. Um, I'm... <laughs> Don't blame you, me too. <laughs> um, I guess I'm going to... Um... Let me just check my map again. See how close he is. He's very close. Within 30 feet. Mm -hmm. uh, yep, very much within 30 feet. Oh, no, I know. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm going to use my Fae presence to uh, charm him into being frightened. Oh, okay. Uh, so what sort of saving throw do we need? I require a wisdom save, please. A wisdom save. I don't think that's going to be particularly good. So let's have a look. Yep. So uh, frightened, you say? <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Um, is it able Charm, to... Charmed or Frightened. Charmed but... or Frightened. Which one are we going for? I'm going to go with Frightened. Okay. Um, so you can see that uh, as you manifest your uh, your Fae presence, um, the tiny little baby head uh, just starts bawling its eyes out. Um and the normal size head looks at it really kind of worried because it's never seen this kind of behavior before um so it doesn't know what's going on it does not feel comfortable um cool anything else for your turn sure i'll get my sword out in the non um staff holding. Okie doke. 
fantastic. And at the end of your turn, um, a second spell jamming ship soars overhead and rains arrows down on all of you. Um, can everyone roll a d20 for me, please? Oh, God. Just a straight roll. Oh. So Natural 20. Uh, so what was that harumph? Oh. Okay. And... Natural 20 is fine. Thank you. And how are we doing over there? Seven. Okay. <laughs> uh, so... The two really of you... really love that number today. That's absolutely fine. Uh, the two of you... Um, are hit by an arrow. Uh, you both take three points of piercing damage. So um, um, there's a very strange moment where we have an arrow just sticking into an invisible person. I would appear now because I believe I, if I take damage, I appear. Let me just double check that one on the furball magic. Uh, if I deal, deal damage, um, I attack or I force. Oh, uh, or I force save a saving throw. So yes, there would. Sorry, I forgot. I thought it was if I da got damage as well. Yep, invisible. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So there's just a floating arrow, um, but it's also still not the weirdest thing that you have seen all day. Okay. Um, so we are back to the top of the round with Haram. Um, so I said I run for nearest cover. Um, with that, would those two anchors be the only cover on the ship at the moment? Sorry. It would be really, yeah. So I will appear, if you don't mind me moving myself. Absolutely fine. Uh, uh, I will appear back in space at the start of my turn, um, cowering uh, somewhat behind the um, the uh, the anchor, and then turn, seeing that uh, I've come back into um, visibility. Um, I will stand up, step forward uh, to our friend, um, who I shall be calling Etty, um, okay. and um, if I may be so bold, use my uh, my bow to try and throttle the bastard. Uh, excuse me, throttle the man. Absolutely. Um, go on, make make that make that roll. Um, how do you want me to roll that one? Do you reckon? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with go for a strength athletics. Athletics. Um, that is a fifteen. Fifteen. Yep. So you are garroting him. Um, Lovely. Go ahead um, and roll me uh, just a straight d6. d6? Whilst doing this, I'm going to go, I left my quiver in my quarters, I'm sorry. Um, that's a four. Okay. So um, it is being choked, um, but it is also restrained by you. Um, does anything stop that frightened condition? I don't think so. It didn't say anything. Let me check. Uh, you can cause each creature in a 10-foot cube from you to make a wisdom saving throw or become charmed or frightened by you until the end of your next turn. Okie doke. That's absolutely fine. So, no. Lovely. He's frightened, garroted, and uh, pinned down. Yeah, not having a great time. Uh, anything else for you, Haram? <laughs> Um, nope, all good here, thank you, Mr. Man in the space. Wonderful. <laughs> um, so we have, uh, at the end of your turn, another two Astral Reavers are going to board the vessel. Oh, yes they are. How do they keep coming? I mean, there is a whole ship of them above you. I know, but still. <laughs> in firefights, you get wives of people. Thank you. I was reading the manual whilst we were on the ship getting here. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, there we go. Um, so, yep, yeah, these two are going to uh, drop down. Uh, one of them has a burning beard. Um, like, just comes down. This beard is just on fire. Um, and then the other one, it's uh, a big, you know, burly looking guy 
who is wearing a torn wedding dress that is stained in blood. Um, Three? Yep. So, mm. uh, that's, that's those two. Um, All right. They're having a wonderful time. Uh, yeah. uh, yep. So, next up, Celestial Tempest. I would like to fire my longbow at the one in the wedding dress, please. Absolutely. Yeah, does a 18 hit? 18 does in fact hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, 5 piercing damage. Okay, 5 piercing damage. Um, as you fire your arrow and it just hits into uh, this reaver, um, a string of pearls that was around uh, their neck just explodes out onto the ground. Um, again, just blood spattered all over them. It's it's looking very much like uh, the crime alley scene um, in insert Batman film here. So... Uh, anything yes, else sir. for your turn? Um... Just like edging forwards. Just edging forwards. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely fine. Uh, just straight forward, or do you want to hit off on an angle? Um, sorry. Uh, like diagonally right to where these two new are. Go back here. Yeah. Okay. Nope. Uh, so <laughs> that is that, and then at the end of your turn. Um, oh. So the ship's dog, Bruno, uh, just comes bursting him. out. I, look, I've, I've got to. I've got to. It's what's happening. <laughs> um, so Bruno rushes out and rushes towards uh, you, Harumph, and uh, you can use a reaction to take a sip from the healing keg around its neck. Well, look at her. I'm fine, Bruno. You need to go help the other ones. Move. And Bruno's just there, just looking at you, tail wagging. Um, just, just not moving. Just there, like. Oh. You're lucky you're not a cat. So cute. Um, Take a sip. Make him happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving my reaction. I know what I can do with my reaction. I'm not a stupid player. Shut up. <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> next up we have the Astral Reavers. Um, so the one that is currently being restrained by you is going to attempt to break free. So let's have some contested athletics check. That is a 19. Okay, uh, you have still got them held. Um, yeah. Rolled a 17, but not quite good enough. Uh, so that one is there. Uh, here we have our friend in the dress. Disappear. Who is going to go five. It's going to go to here. And is technically flanking. Oh, shoot. Not if the other one's um, restrained because he's not a threat. Ah, okay. And frightened. Oh, yeah. If, if he wasn't restrained, it would be flanking. Um, well, in which case, then we'll just go with a straight base attack uh, of 17. You are the DM in tennis, so you do your thing. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to allow this. Uh, 17 to hit. Uh, that hits me. Okay. No! And that will be... It's not much damage. It's only uh, five slashing damage. Only... Vicky, drink from the dog! <laughs> uh, um, lovely, yeah. Wonderful. And then the next one will come over to here to get line of sight on Bruno and is going to shoot at the dog. Dog death, dog death, dog death. Bruno! And hits. <laughs> and um, deals two points of damage as the bullet just hits into the keg around its neck. Um, seeing it as a threat, he's decided to take out that healing keg. 
next up we have Giauruk. Oh my god. I'm They're pirates, they're not nice. Frostbite. Oh no! Frostbite? Okay. <laughs> yeah, on the the one on the right hand side of Arumph. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, can I have a constitution saving throw, please? Constitution saving throw, indeed. Uh, that is going to be a 14. Damn it. I'm so sorry. Nothing happens. Yeah, nothing happens. It's very cold in space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not cold enough. He has acclimatized to the weather. Um, so anything else at all? No. No. Just gonna glare. That's absolutely fine. Shouts a lot of uh, profanities and Gallic at him. Uh, you see just the baby head just like trying to kind of understand these new words and thinking I'm, oh, I'm gonna save these for later. Um, okay, and then, um, at the end of your turn, a thunderous explosion shakes the ship, uh, filling the air with splinters of wood. Uh, the reavers, uh, that are around you and some of your crewmates who you have seen, uh, like the captain go and they are hurled into wild space. And then everything just stops. Wreckage hangs motionless. Reavers on the top decks freeze in the middle of their attacks. Even the stars stop twinkling. As you look, you can see parts of the shrapnel, parts of the sky around you appear like little cubes. The illusion of wild space melts away, and you find yourselves in one of the magical chambers of the simulation's deck, your memories slowly fitting back into place. You recall being warned that your first experience of a wild space simulation would be disorientating, to test your ability to function under pressure. A hulking figure emerges from the center of the explosion, a Hadozi with a missing wing flap wearing a military uniform bristling with medals. The air around her smells like cigar smoke. As you can see, Bosun Tarto growls. The Battle of Hakatha didn't go so well for Captain Sardex and her crew. But her last battle makes a good testing ground for new recruits. End simulation. And so it all dissolves around you. And you find yourselves in a stone round chamber uh, with lots of gold runes inscribed into the walls and all sorts of arcane devices used to harness this simulation. So, um, yeah. You remember meeting the bosun and that the battle had been uh, one of these tests. Um, you will all regain any lost hit points and any spell slots that you used, anything like that. Um, and as you are there, you will realize that you are just in your basic training uniform and you have no gear with you whatsoever. And you say spell slots, do you also mean abilities as well? or just Abilities are also reset. So basically just a long rest feature yeah, or something. Lovely. I can go invisible. I can go invisible. I can get my javelin back. <laughs> um. So yeah, the um, bosun is a hadozi. Uh, hadozi are the sort of simian uh, humanoids that have these uh, wing flaps that they can use to uh, to kind of glide around with. Um, and she is. She is basically the training officer that oversees everything here. Um, 
so you arrived this morning on Belligerence, which is a chartered galley out of Waterdeep, uh, which picked up passengers and crew in the Moonshea Isles, Baldur's Gate, Candlekeep, and Port Nyanzaru. Uh, you've come to seek fortune and glory at Spelljammer Academy, a secret enclave of spellcasters and swords for hire on the mysterious Isle of Nimble. Graduates from the Academy join the Spelljammer fleet, a magical navy sworn to protect Toral and explore worlds far beyond. The Academy is carved into 2,000 foot high column uh, of rock that juts up from the cliffs of the island's west coast. It's multiple levels connected by stairs, ramps and magical lifts. After docking in a sea cave at the base of the column, you march to the simulations deck midway up the Academy Spire. Your metal has been tested and now it's time to settle in. So you are each handed a copy of the Spelljammer Academy map, uh, which I am going to bring up for you now. And then you will also be given a list of instructions. So let's shimmy on over to the battle map style page. So, uh, yeah, this is Spelljammer Academy. Ooh, look at that. Um, what you may notice with the different areas, and it will be explained to you, is that you have got um, these different colored sections are different security levels. Um, so, for example, um, let me find the list. Uh, security levels, so you've got green, which is a visitor. Um, they can get into administration, uh, except the record room, uh, the sea dock, except for the cargo area, and the simulations deck, except for the officer's mess. Um, security level two is red, and that is cadet rank. That gives you access to the cadet quarters, gymnasium, spell gem nexus, and the stores. Um, we've then also got blue, which is sailors. They can get into the sea dock, uh, cargo area included, and the sky dock. Purple is the uh, officer rank, which is administration, uh, record room, simulations deck, officer's mess. And five is gold, which is the bridge rank and allows them into bridge quarters. Um, everyone who is going around Spelljammer Academy has to have the correct uniform that is color coded to that. You are given a warning that um, if you do not have the correct security clearance and you attempt to enter into an area, you may be disintegrated. Oh, they, they're not holding back, are they? Okay. They are not holding back. Maybe means you may not be. Yeah, yes, looking on the optimistic side, maybe doesn't mean certainly. Um... Can you, can you go... Um, I'm assuming that you could go into other areas provided someone's with you, accompanying you, who has clearance. So, the way that it would work is if you were to have to go into an area um, that you would not normally be able to, you get, like, a little hat that you get to put on. Because your oh. uniform is the colour of the actual, like, security clearance. But then yeah. you get, like, a little hat. And that's <laughs> what allows you to go through. Yep. Just a little hat. Oh my god! Okay. I want to collect them all. I need to. This is very <laughs> important. Um, okay. And then you are given your um, orientation tasks next. Just put that um, up there for you. Mr. Spaceman, um, what color is my uniform? Uh, so... Your current uniform, as you are there, it, you haven't collected it yet. You are still in your civilian clothing, and uh, uh, at the minute, you are all wearing 
a um a green cap. They're gonna get a red uniform, and this is bad because the red shirts always die. Just uh, avoid the disintegration areas, and you should be fine. There we go. So we have the orientation tasks here. Uh, so again, with your pack, you're given these tasks. So uh, all cadets collect welcome pack from administration. Um, all cadets report to quarters for bunk assignment. All cadets report to Sky Dock for spell jamming sp ship inspection. Uh, core cadets only. Uh, collect service weaponry from Mr. Blip in stores. Spelljammer cadets only report to Spelljammer Nexus for basic training. And all cadets complete gymnasium assault course. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't done it. <laughs> so, uh, the bosun will go along your group and will uh debrief you on how well you performed in the simulation deck um so she first comes to harumph and Hi. says um i was somewhat worried that we had a deserter on our hands when you turned invisible but I must admit, I admire your cunning and your ability to surprise your opponent. You... Permission to speak, madam. Permission granted. Dessert is for after dinner, not for training simulations. Do not ever think I will be eating on the job. She takes a long drag of her cigar thinks for a second about responding and then just moves down the line. He salutes. Celestial Tempest. Mom. Those were some good shots that you managed to get in there. Thank you, Mom. And yet... You are trained in the art of magic? Yes, um, I was unsure as to how magic would work in the wilds of space. It is smart thinking to use the abilities that you have. If things don't work out for you in the Spelljammer Core, I'm sure that the guards would be very grateful for your assistance. Thank you, Mom. Uh, you know that anyone who has any sort of magical ability um, can join the Spelljammer Corps as long as they complete their training and that they would then be able to pilot a Spelljamming ship. Uh, other sort of people who don't have magical abilities, uh, they would join more of the guards and they would fill out the rest of the crew on the ship. And... Do you know what? She's going to make the choice. Cadet, your magical skills... Where were they? I'd heard so much talk of them. I think you'll find I was awaiting the correct opportunity to use them. Um, I decided to use my charm instead, where possible. Charm will only serve you so well. But it can be a powerful weapon. 
she takes another drag of her cigar. Well, I have seen the abilities that you have here. I think that you are in the right place. We may be able to help you. We may be able to hone your skills and you may be able to serve the Spelljammer Core well. For now, you are dismissed. You will need to complete the rest of your assignments. And then we shall resume your training. Thank you, Mom. So, where would you all like to begin? I find in starting, administration's with, office. starting yeah. at the beginning is a very good place to start. Okay. Let's get our uh, so you will head down to the uh, administration's office. Um, as you are going along um, and making your way through the corridor, uh, you see that there is a manacled mind flayer um, being pushed by um, on a gurney by fleet officers. Um, as you can just hear, just... Uh, it wears an iron mask uh, with bands restraining its facial tentacles. So it's just trying to whip its tentacles around that and they just keep pushing it along until it goes out of sight. Gosh. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So you head to administration and uh, there you see a beautiful uh, receptionist um, called Sorker. Um, Sorker is a Thrykreen, and Thrykreen are effectively Mantis people. Um, with an extra pair of arms, and she is just going around doing like four different tasks at once, stamping paperwork, moving it along. Um, hands are going over various sending stones and then uh, handing out welcome packs to new recruits. Um, you don't ever hear her say anything, uh, just a chattering, until this chattering sound happens. It's just sort of... And in your minds, you hear... Welcome to administration. Uh, I believe you're here for your welcome packs. Yes, please. Okay, here you go. And you are handed a red level cadet uniform. Uh, and you are informed you are also given a spare. And a toiletries bag. You're then given a 50 GP requisition voucher to spend um, at the uh, Academy stores and a blue level security hat for visiting Skydock during orientation. Uh, each of you are given your kits on these and although it's not necessary for you to visit the quartermaster to get your supplies you all submitted a requisition form so you would be able to go and spend that voucher at the quartermasters oh. um is there anything else that you would want to do here in admin uh, probably not in admin Okay. Anyone else? I am happy with the red happen. <laughs> How does that color scheme work for everyone? Love it. Oh, it's grand for my hair. Yep. <laughs> um, I okay. wanted day glow. 
It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Uh, <laughs> I realised that you were going to die so early in the session. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so, whereabouts do you want to head to next? What was next on the list? I want to report to quarters for bunk assignment. Bunk. Bed. Bunk. Okay. Bunk. Um... <laughs> Just saying, so you head along to uh, the quarters. Um, as you're walking along, there are some strange glowing fish that just swim through the air, phasing oh. through walls as they go. Um, you oh. see that they go through some of the other cadets and uh, the staff that are around. Nobody seems at all phased by them. Oh, they're so pretty. Oh. Um, so we are heading off to Cadet Quarters. Um, yeah. So it's pretty much your standard uh, student dorm. Um, there's a dorm for cadets and then a, a smaller dorm for graduates kind of lets you know what the um you know what the pass rate is here uh, there is also a tavern in this area uh that is called the weeping goddess um it's a bar that serves the cadets where you know they have karaoke nights and things like that you know the the, the usual things uh you know one copper piece of pint they're nights. a latin night oh um there is like the the toral equivalent of it uh which is tabaxi night amazing um <laughs> and then there is the refectory where cadets take their meals complete with patio dining uh <gasps> washrooms academy kitchens and the laundry Ooh. um so as you head in you are greeted by a gift uh, duty officer, so that's the uh, hip hippopotamus uh, humanoid, and they will assign a bunk to each of you, and tells you to store your gear in the footlocker. Um, so you head over to your bunks, and um, celestial. As you approach the bunk that was pointed out to you, um, a confident-looking moon elf uh, comes over with three other cadets following in tow behind her. Um, she hurls her kit bag onto the bunk and uh, says to you, Change of plan, Greenie. This bunk's mine now. Go tell the duty officer it wasn't to your liking and we'll get ourselves swapped over. Tell him you've traded bunks with Vina. Uh, the elf then points to an unkempt bunk in the noisiest section of the dorm, just outside the washrooms. I'm so sorry. I think there's been a misunderstanding. This was the bunk that was assigned to me, and I feel like we should obey the assignments that we were given. So I think if you have an issue with where you were assigned, you should take it up with the staff. Oh, I do think that there has been a misunderstanding. You see, I've been eyeing up this bunk for a while now, and you think that you can just waltz on in here and just take it. Don't think I'm taking it. I think I'm taking what I was given and what was assigned to me. And what if I don't want to move back to my bunk and I feel like staying here? She gets right up into your face. And I shall report you to the staff or attempting to be intimidating. Um, go ahead and make a 
persuasion or an intimidation check, your choice. Am I near this and hearing this? Yeah, yeah, you would have all been. Excellent. Um, Harumph is going to, because most uh, furbogs hunch over to seem smaller, he's going to straighten his back to his full seven foot five stature and puff out his chest and start growling. Uh, okay, so let's have you make the intimidation check. Oh. And then, um, Celestial, if you want to make a persuasion check. Uh, Gyaruk, what are you doing in this time? Oh, I'm just standing and smirking. I'm watching the whole thing. Fantastic. <laughs> How are we looking? Um, I got a 16 for persuasion. Okay. I got an 18 for intimidation. Um, you can see that she's just had this smug smile this entire time. She sees Harumph and it falters. And then she just... Maybe I'll let you try it out for now. And she grabs her stuff and goes to walk away. As she does, she sees that all of her friends have already backed away. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and they head on over to her original bunk and you can just hear her uh, chastising them for, you know, shrinking away. Um, Before she uh, walks over, can I can I stick my foot out so that she trips over it? Yes, you can. Okay, um, so she's rolled a 19, so she notices this. Uh, she shoots you a look as she catches herself. She looks at her umph again, and she just carries on walking. Nobody bullies my friends. Thank um, you. You all gain inspiration. <laughs> And now I'm going to tell you this because um, I feel like this is the right time to say it. You will be getting inspiration a lot throughout this campaign. So I'm okay with it. Please utilize it. Don't get fucking used to it when I come back to mine either. <laughs> <laughs> Forget what inspiration was. Forget all about Great. <laughs> I'm not just doing it to be nice. Okay. It's making oh, me God. give you inspiration. Um, this is going to be bad, isn't it? If it's making you give us inspiration. I'm These sure we fine. These won't millennials. Games. Death. <laughs> um. Okay. So what have we got you left? Said we you said we didn't have to uh, create backup characters just yet, right? No, 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 not just yet, not just yet. <laughs> okay, just just give us a nod when we should get those ready to go. Episode two, maybe. <laughs> <sighs> so, um, what are you doing next on your orientation tasks, or are you just going to chill around a bit? You know that you've got to report back by the end of the day. Yeah. Should we just, should just keep going? change into my uniform? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that's kind of the expected thing to do. Yeah. Seems like In a, real life, anyway. A good idea. <laughs> yes. As someone um, that's worked on a ship. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like the first thing we have to do. Yeah, now we've got it. Let's put it on. <laughs> Okay, so, um, yep, you put on your uniforms, and they are, they're not the most comfortable material, um, but they're definitely a finer quality than you would have expected from these sorts of uniforms. You know, we're talking actual cotton, um, as Ooh. opposed to, you know, just, like, hessian. Um... <laughs> So, you try them on, and your uniforms at first, they don't seem to fit you all that well. When you finish buttoning them up, um, they then just sort of morph and fit to your form. Ooh. Oh, I like spider silk. 
Oh, this is lovely. Um, Harumph, when you get yours, you are starting to try and put it on, and you're like, there is no way this will not fit. Why do they proceed to embarrass me like this? My foot ripped the knee. My foot <laughs> <laughs> As you put it on, you put your foot in, it rips. Um, when you're able to actually get it on, it starts to sort of stretch and starts to fit around you. Um, that tear just starts sewing itself back up. He's going to weirdly raise his hand and point his forefinger and his little finger out and try hitting the the uh, the wrist of his inner fingers just gently <laughs> you do that just just as you do you just see one tiny little thread just starts to tidy itself back up there was just a loose thread on the wrist there give you a glimmer of hope dashed it straight away I, i'm not gymnastic enough it is fine um, so there we go. Uh, I am going to say, as I get changed, that obviously I'm assuming everyone would be just changing to straight uniform. Um, I would make sure that Harumph keeps his uh, his pink ribbon in his hair that he has. So he has like a large um, kind of um, kind of dreadlock slash kind of uh, braided hair that goes back in like an explosion, which is tied at the back with a large pink ribbon that he keeps on uh, purposely. Lovely. Um, so, as you are here in this time, now I think is the better time to just tell us who we see. Who are these people, these new fresh cadets, finally in their uniforms, finally feeling like they belong in this place and excited for the adventures ahead? It is first. I am um, a tall, um, human, human-looking, um, apart from the uh, horns on my head. Um, Celestial Tempest is a tiefling druid. She has um, dark purple skin, which I chose not to do for reasons. Um, she has got uh, light blue um, horns at the front of her head that kind of uh, wave backwards. Um, she has long uh, hair that looks uh, like this, um, so per different shades of purple and lavender going on. Um, she looks fairly innocent, but is capable of a lot more um, than she looks, and she's permanently smiling, and she's thrilled with the uniform because she's always wanted to be part of something, um, despite the fact that red is not her colour at all. Lovely. Who's next? Then. <laughs> um, okay, so Gira. Oh, Jesus, I even said my own name wrong. That's a great start. Giaura um, is a winter eladrin. Um, so has icy, bluey, turquoisey sort of colour hair. I'm colourblind blue green, so if these colours are off, just just go with it. Just roll with it. I'm not going um, off at the minute. <laughs> I'm kind of going roughly with the opposite of what I see. Um, she has like a very, very pale mint green skin tone that is closer to like washed out, sickly looking human. Um, <laughs> um, very dark purple lips, matching eyebrows, um, very, very pointy ears. She loves a tiara. She throws on as many of them as she can. She has two. Um, she will be disappointed when she has to take one off to put her cap on. Um, but then she'll put it on top of the cap so that she's still wearing it. Because um, she's all about her image. 
Um, but yes, she's going to have some mock Scottish accent if it sticks. If, who knows? But anyway, she she is very much winter embodied. She will have an attitude, but she will play fair game. Um, if people are picking fights, she will pick one back, but she'll yeah. be nice if somewhat grumpy to everyone else. Nice. <laughs> I like that. Um, and then Harumph is, as described, when stood at full stature, seven foot five, um, but has a constant hunch that leans down to about six foot two. Um, he is a furbolg, so half giant, half, um, in this instance, half minotaur. Um, so he has a bit more of a kind of like a bovine donkey kind of look to his face. Um, he has these long floppy ears that hang out of his uh, quite big kind of braided um, kind of explosion of hair as described, which has tied back with a pink ribbon. Um, he has a birthmark across his face that looks like a light brown, um, uh, kind of like almost like someone has uh, put like an old school beard on like a 90s game. So it's just like colored the area, but not actually put the, the texture there. Um, and he has tattoos across uh, down his nose and uh, from his uh, cheeks uh, looking like stitches. Um, he has um, a large overcoat that he puts on back over his uniform as well, um, which looks like an original kind of uh, just leather black overcoat, which then has each, um, like every segment kind of looks like it's been stitched on to lengthen the coat to fit him next um, as he's got bigger. Um, and uh, you notice that he's weirdly cut like a little tail in the uh, in the back of the coat, so it has like the 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 uh, the cut in the back to to split, and then there's like a weird strip that hangs down the middle of it where he's accidentally not done too good a job in uh, making the coat longer. Um, and yes, uh, he is he is a uh, dark bluish, nearly grey skin, um, and has like. Although he looks like he's got resting bitch face because of the tattoos and the stitches, he looks like he's got a permanent smile. <laughs> that is her up. Wonderful. So, uh, as the camera sort of pans across uh, these three new cadets ready to start their journey, um, you hear screaming um, as the guards that were pushing the Mind Flayer on the gurney start running along. You see the Mind Flayer. Its little beak underneath the tentacles has burst through the iron-like fastenings on its face. And it is running in towards the door of your dorm. Oh my god! As it starts to cross the threshold, it is just disintegrated. Oh, he didn't have the right clearance. Silly mind flayer, he should have put the right hat on. And then the guards that were there escorting it breathe a sigh of relief, and one of them just takes his hat off, just wipes his brow just puts his hand on the door frame to just rest a second oh no and as he shrieks that's where we'll end this episode ah! <laughs> <laughs> i wanted a mind flare fuck no fuck <laughs> oh my god uh so that'll be it for this episode uh I hope you've all had fun. I know I have. Um, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, ring the notifications bell. If you're listening to this on any of the podcast formats, leave a review. Everything like that can help. Um, and thank you very much for listening or watching. You've all been wonderful as have my players. Thank you all. Thank you. And we will see you again soon. All those who want to say bye, say bye. Bye. Hello, bullshit. <laughs>